underestimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf, and Dobby has come to save Harry Potter and his friends. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Yes, it is Girls on Film. Good afternoon, good afternoon and good afternoon. You are on Radio Karam. Do not change that dial. I'm Karenza and I'm joined as always by the fabulous Kim. Hey, Karenza, how are you going? I'm a little bit weary today. Are you a little bit weary? How come? Had a wonderful night out last night. You've been out and about. Out and about. So I'm a bit tired today. A little bit tired. Well, let's see if we can bring you to life because my word, we've got a great show lined up today. Yeah, we have. We've got a great show. I'm starting off with The Power of the Dog, uh, starring... Are you uh, sure you're The Power of the Dog, not The Hair of the Dog? No, I do. I, look, <laughs> I, I wish I kind of had The Hair of a, the Dog. Uh, look at me stumbling. Not that I had too much. It was just a late night. We went out with friends. We saw the gorgeous Deborah Byrne at the uh, Mimo Club in St Kilda. Wonderful night. Uh, highly recommend the club. Great, great venue to see live music. Fantastic. Isn't it wonderful to get out and do live It is very again? excited just to get out and about as well. So, I mean, um, so The Power of the Dog, that's a movie? Power of the Dog is a movie starring Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, that's currently showing on Netflix, an Oscar nominee. In fact, I think it received 12 <coughs> nominations. Well, you are talking about getting out and about. You and I actually snuck out to the International Comedy Festival and we're going to bring you a review of Ursula Carson's live show, It's Personal, which is now taking on tour across Australia and there are still tickets on on sale for the 3rd and the 4th of June, just down the road here at Bunjil Place, down, down at Fountain Gate, basically, mm. Bunjil Place. They're beautiful setting, beautiful theatre, and oh, we laughed and laughed and laughed, didn't we, at that one, Kimmy? What a show it was, but there is a language warning, a very <laughs> strong language warning. She is a bit crass, but uh, look, talk about laugh. I, I my, laugh out my loud. stomach hurt. Beautiful. And you've got another show as well. I do, I do. I went and saw The Northman, uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, you went to the theatre. I did. I, I took myself along to the palace uh, down at Dendy Brighton. Very just nice. for a little bit of change of atmosphere. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it was really nice. Um, um, and uh, they're chop tops, I take it. You, um, of course, you can't go, Kim, knowing you to the movie without a, a popcorn didn't. or a chop, chop top. Which one? Uh, just the normal vanilla this time. I do tend to go mint, but I, uh, the, I think they didn't have any mint from memory. But um, yeah, it was a. It was. Uh, I'll talk about the show later. But um, Alexander Skarsgård was also in it. So that's right. So reuniting yeah. with Nicole, obviously after Big Little Lies, that's right, which they both um, starred in Playing as well. Husband then. and wife. Well, they did. Um, in this on this occasion, Nicole Kidman actually plays uh, his mother. Very interesting. So, yeah, there you go. from husband and wife to mother son. Wow. So, yeah, it was interesting. Well, I'm going to review as well. See, would you believe season eleven of The Voice Australia? Is it season, season eleven, 11 Kim, oh and it's also got a local twist as well because we have a young resident, a young man who is local to our beautiful community, 
taking mm. part. So we're going to not only review The Voice Australia, we're going to review him on The Voice yeah, Australia Lockie too. Lockie Gill. So, what a legend. Well, let's kick off. Let's start off then. So you're going to start with The Power of the Dog. Yeah. So um, it's a movie on Netflix. Let's, let's start by having a listen to the trailer. Twenty-five years since our first run together. Nineteen hundred and nothing. It's a long time. What you doing? Getting mixed up with her. You are marvelous, Rose. We were married someday. Little lady made these. I did, sir. <laughs> well, Brother Phil? Open up the gate, let him out. You sure he's not ready? Go on, let him out. made by patience and the odds against him for what kind of man would i be if i did not help my mother Peter! if i did not save her Some place out here, Pete. Unless you get in the swing of things. Good afternoon and welcome back to Radio Karen where you are listening to Girls on Film. So, Carenza, as I said before, I took myself, or I didn't actually take myself, I sat on the couch <laughs> and I watched The Power of the Dog. So, But it's not about a dog, I'm guessing, from the trailer. It's not about a dog. It's actually, um, it's about, a, oh, how will I put it? Look, Benedict Cumberbatch, he plays a severe and handsome Phil Burbank who is a charismatic rancher who inspires fear and awe into everyone around him. He can castrate a bull with two swift slashes of his knife. Just unbelievably. Poor bull. I know, the poor bull. Um, Yeah, no anaesthetic there. Um, Yeah, he's a cowboy and he's he's as raw as his hides that he wears. He really is. The year is 1925 and Phil, along with his brother, who's played by Jesse Plimmons, who um, is actually uh, Kirsten Dunst's husband. In real life. In real life, yeah. Because she's in the film too. She's in the film. She plays um, his wife in the film who he, he brings along and, and marries. Um, look, they're at wealthy ranchers uh, in Montana um, and the brother brings home um, the new wife, which obviously yes. is played by her. So um, he, along with that comes the son. 
And uh, look, he's he's a very effeminate young boy, uh, played by Australian Cody Smith McPhee, who was was nominated for best supporting actor for this for this oh, role in the Oscars. As, in the Oscars. So it's very very good, um, and it it, it really shows um, his acting mm-hmm. credibility. Uh, really good. So uh, Phil torments them both uh, until he finds himself exposed to the prospect of maybe that he's falling in love, um, and. Uh, With who? Well, that's for you to find out. Oh, Watch the film. I'm okay. not going to tell you. So, um, yeah, it, look, it's a great film. It's directed by Jane Champion or Campion. Campion. Jane Campion, isn't yes, it? Yes. So, um, Jane Campion, who we sometimes try to steal her as our own, but she's actually a uh, Kiwi. She's from New Zealand. But everyone says she's Australian. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, she wrote the film. Okay. Well, she wrote the screenplay, uh, which was based on the book written by Thomas Savage, which was a very famous famous book um now this this uh movie has received 12 nominations 12 oscar nominations Goodness so it's me. incredible for important categories i mean you know I'm not gonna say yeah any, any nominations good but you know sometimes they have the obscure categories well jane campion won best director she so she won the oscar oh wow okay. yeah really really good uh as i said before cody uh won best supporting uh not didn't win was nominated for best supporting uh actor, actor. it only came away with one award funnily enough the one that she won the one that she won but 12 um, nominations i mean yeah benedict cumberbatch also was nominated for wow. Best Actor. Well, I always say it's an honour, isn't it? An honour and privilege to yeah. be nominated for any any kind of award. So 12, yeah. 12 um, Academy nominations is pretty awesome. Oh, unbelievable. I think it was one of the, the most nominated films this year. Do you think uh, worth the 12 nominations? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, in a lot of ways I did. Look, at it, it's not... <laughs> 100% the f- my type of film, but it was just so superbly acted. I mean, um, it was just so good. Uh, William Defoe uh, was also in the film. Oh, so no, he wasn't. It was um, – sorry, he wasn't in the film. That was – I'm getting muddled up again, Corinne. <laughs> so that was – he was in The Northman. What am I talking about? Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah. look, it was just a really good film. It went for 126 minutes. Oh, um, two hours. Yeah. Right, so yeah. you definitely need to settle down with some – a nice cup of tea or a glass of wine well, or the, some Disney that, pop. That's right. When you're at home watching Netflix, you can do that, can't you? Now, although the film is set in Montana, it was actually filmed mostly in New Zealand. Ah, obviously okay. because of Jane. Because of Jane, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, look, a few little uh, bits of trivia for you. Um, Kirsten Dunst didn't play the piano before this film and uh, she practised and practised and learnt to play. Wow, I love yeah. Kirsten Dunst. She's a great actress. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, And another thing, Benedict Cumberbatch is such a method actor that he and Kirsten Dunst, who is also a brilliant actress, did not speak to each other for the entire film. Isn't that incredible? When you say didn't, it's because their characters don't because like each other no. or there's tension with their yeah, characters. Yeah, there is tension with their characters. They don't like each other and Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't play a very nice person at all. Oh, wow. Really so they kept re- that throughout the filming so they didn't lose the their momentum in the part? Is that what you're sort of saying? Yeah. Wow. Well, in fact, Campion initially introduced Cumberbatch to the to the cast and crew and uh, went on to say to them all, look, this, this gentleman is a, a beautiful man, really lovely man. However, you won't get to know him and you won't meet that man until the end of the shoot. So um, he didn't speak to anyone. Wow. Yeah, I know. Fascinating. And when he did... He was wasn't very nice. Not very nice at all. No, because he wanted to stay in character. <coughs> so, uh, which he did. Now, now the score for this film was written wholly by Johnny Greenwood. Does anyone 
Do you know who Johnny Greenwood? I have never heard of Johnny Greenwood. Johnny Greenwood was actually the lead guitarist and keyboardist for Radiohead. No, you know, no the, I yeah, love Radiohead. The song "Creep" is one of yes, your favourites. It is one of my favourites. Yeah, look, it, it's it was all classical, and I didn't want to bore everyone with classical. I know I'm not saying classical is <laughs> boring because I love it and I play it at oh home. Oh my goodness, the phone is pinging. pinging yeah, no, pinging. I love it. Text I love a bit of Tchaikovsky. Him. I love a bit of Mozart, Beethoven, whatever, but. Um, not for this show. So I chose something different because it's got a kind of cowboy, kind of Western feel. I thought, let's go with our own Keith Urban on this. What do you reckon? Beautiful. Okay, yeah. so we're so, going to listen to... Yeah, you'll think of me, one of his smash hits. And before we go to the song, what's your score for the film? Look, uh, not my cup of tea, but the, the acting was sublime. Um, so I'm going to give it... Three and a half stars. Three and a half stars. There you go. The power of the dog. You are listening to Girls on Film here on Radio Karen. And we're going to be listening now to uh, You'll Think of Me. This is uh, Australian um, country music legend Keith Urban. Hi, I'm Freddie from Freddie's Kitchen. Let's get behind Radio Karen. Go Karen. Come on, Freddy's Kitchen in Station Street for a coffee and something nice to eat. Yeah, the pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's Caram Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. It's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. It is indeed. And talking about pizzas, go and check out, of course, Freddy's Kitchen. There are one of our fantastic local sponsors. And it's really important that we get behind the awesome people that support your local station, Radio Karim. And you are listening to Girls on Film. I'm Karenza and I'm joined, as always, by... Kim. Kim. <laughs> Kim, 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 Kim. <laughs> well, Kimmy, um, the uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival has been here and I dragged you out. Verylastminute.com. You did indeed and aren't I glad you did. What a show that was. So we went and we checked out Ursula Carson. But first of all, how exciting is it to be back and seeing the Comedy Festival in Melbourne? Because Melbourne was pumping. It was unbelievable. It was so good to see everyone back in the city, wasn't cues it? Cues and yeah. cues everywhere. Yeah. Well, we went out for a nice bite to eat. Now, mm. what was the name of that place that you dragged me into? Uh, Tim Wan Ho. Yeah, Tim Wan Ho, I think it was. It's uh, it's a Michelin star. Yeah, uh, kind of. like It's fast, a cafe kind of Kind of fast eatery. food. Yeah, but, yeah, but um, very nice. Yeah, it, Dumplings it was really good. Really good. I think it's uh, from Singapore or Hong Kong, maybe Hong Kong. Yeah, but, queuing around uh, the block. Queuing around the block, although we did get there a little early. Well, so we did. Uh, we did get the last table, which was great. And yeah, it was a good little meal. It was. And look, and as I said, queuing around the block is exactly what was happening at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. There were people queuing around the block everywhere and uh, – the show we saw, which was Ursula Carson's It's Personal, was at the Town Hall and they were queuing around the block there too. We queued right around the block for that one, didn't we? We got the last two seats in the house, I think. We did. As I said, it was a very last minute dot com, but I'm so glad we did. So let's have a listen to Ursula. Tell us a little bit about It's Personal. 
Australia, it is me, your friendly, friendly South African. Let's, okay, I'm not that friendly, and it really depends on which day you catch me and, you know, the cycle that I'm on because I'm pyramiding. Anyway, um, I'm touring again, and the show is called It's Personal, and it's coming to a city near you, and I mean it. Like, I'm doing everywhere, Darwin, Narrawarren, Hobart, Melbourne, you name it. It's all on the website, livenation.com.au or ishlakhausen.com. Knock yourself out. Go get some tickets. Pre-sale tickets go on sale the 17th of November and then the normal tickets on the 19th of November. So getting quick. Um, you know, we gotta, we gotta hit it hard. I don't know if there's going to be any extra shows. Who knows with COVID? So don't, you know, as they say in the business around. There you go. So that's Ursula Carson about her It's Personal. Well, as I said, um, Kim and I, we checked it out at the International Comedy Festival. But you can still go and buy tickets, actually, because as, as you heard Ursula say, it is going on tour all across Australia. Um, and back here down at Bunjil Place, of course, no less down in Fountain Gate, um, where um, Ursula is performing on the 3rd and the 4th of June um, at 7.30. And there are still tickets on sale. So it's jump a online and buy them. too. We've seen I a few shows there in the do past. do like um, Really uh, nice. There's a nice little bar, nice little cafe. It's a nice spot. It's a spot bundle place. So look, this is a brand new show that Ursula's written there. Normally she writes a, a show for um, New Zealand, mm-hmm. a show for Australia, and then a show for the rest of the world. Mm. But this time with COVID and all the lockdowns, she's only written one, one show. So she's taught it in New Zealand. Now she's bringing it across to Australia. Um, and um, it well, she has had plenty of time to write it. I think she spent 10 months in actual lockdown, hotel lockdown. It was phenomenal. incredible. It was phenomenal. Well, did you know that in 2019, Ursula became the highest selling comedian in the 33 year history of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival? Doesn't surprise me. So she won back then the People's Choice Award and she won it again she this did. year. She did. Um, she was so good. So um, now I didn't know that she actually started comedy in 2008. Mm, yeah, she, she'd previously had a, another career in South Africa where she was the production manager of um, the biggest selling newspaper over there. So she won national awards and everything for her graphic design. She's uh, quite an intelligent uh, young lady, our Ursula. <laughs> she is. Well, this, this, this um, show, I think you said at the start, um, there's a lot of language, shall we say, in this. So this is not for the faint of hearted. So if you're offended by swearing, this is not the show for you. And it's not just the swearing. She <coughs> is very crass. Yeah, but Let's absolutely face it. But brilliant. Hysterically. Hysterically so. funny. So she talks in this in this show uh, as it's personal, so all mm. about her personal mm-hmm. life. So COVID and how she's been impacted by COVID yeah. and like you said, all of the hotel quarantine and yeah, there's some her mom. Very funny jokes in there. You're her right. Kids, her mum who comes her cat. to stay. Uh, yeah, the story of the mum, her mum having to come and stay, and uh, and as her mum arrives and she picks her up from the airport, of course they enter into what was to be quite a long lockdown. The very next day, <laughs> very much next to her day. delight, not. Uh, and we also hear a very hilarious story about the cat as well. I'm not going to give too much away. Uh, and the cat's visit to the vet, which yeah. um, is fan- simply fantastic. But you know, she was so good. All of those shows. Completely sold out, Kim. So she actually threw on an extra two shows, which is how we managed to get those very cheeky last-minute tickets to yeah, go in and, and yeah, see very, her. Yeah, very fortunate because we weren't we were going to go along no. to the cinema, and we saw that there was still tickets available, and For we thought, let's Ursula. just do this. Yeah, instead. I'd love to see something live. So, mm. I mean, I laughed and laughed and laughed my way through this show. It was hilarious. Mm. In fact, at one point, I think I was crying with laughter, and even completely impromptu and not part of it. Um, when uh, there was a bit of a heckler, and um, yeah, she got him evicted, got him evicted and thrown out. Which was um, the, the whole of the sort of the the theatre um, broke out it, didn't in, they? In, into yeah. cheers of 
of laughter. Um, yeah, and, and um, you know, ovation for, yeah. for the bravery that she yeah. showed with the heckler. It was yeah. great. So, look, for me, hysterically funny. Yeah. Uh, risque, yes. Rude, yes. Lots of swearing, yes. A little bit crass at times, yes, but bloody funny. Absolutely. Absolutely funny. So for me, it's a four and a half stars, Kim. And look, as, as I said to you, I would go and see Ursula time and time again. Mm. I just find her hilarious. Well, we have, haven't we? We've seen most of her shows over the years. Um, I'll give this one four and a half uh, as well. In fact, we also have tickets to the Bungeel show. We do. Um, which we we had prior to seeing this one. But, you know, rather than sell them, I might go along to that one too. What do you reckon? Why not? Why not indeed? So you can still buy tickets for Bunjil Place, which is on either the 3rd or the 4th of June at 7.30pm. Mm-hmm. Um, so go and check it out. Now, look, obviously it's hard to find a song for Ursula Kimmy, right, because she doesn't sing. But when we were waiting for her to come on, the playlist that she had was oh, absolutely so 80s. It was pumping. It was 80s dance party. And uh, mm. I know I was singing along to this one. God, this keeps keep this music playing. I'm happy to sit here and wait for a little bit longer oh, it was great. before the show starts. And it certainly pumped up the whole of the audience. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is Erasure's A Little Respect here great on the Radio Caraman. You're listening to Girls on Film. Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Caram. Tune in and enjoy. Oi, 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 oi. IGA is shopping nights. IGA where the price is right. Seaford North IGA for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. So, Kim, you've been to the IGA Seaford North recently? I do a lot of my shopping there. It's just handy, isn't it? It is very handy. Again, one of our fabulous sponsors here at Radio Caraman. Kim, you have actually been into the movies as well. Gee, you're getting around a bit these days. I am. I like to go to the movies at least once a week, sometimes twice. And, uh, and you went? did you go on the uh, $10 special? You were saying last week about the $10 special? No, no. That was a $10 weekly movie at Hoyt's. But no, I took myself, I had to get my car serviced down uh, Brighton Way. So, you know, where all the car yards are. So yes. I took myself off to the Dendy Brighton at the palace. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Did you say palace or the palace? Palais? No, it's not the palais because it's P-A-L-A-C-E. It's palace. Ah, not yeah. to be confused with the palais which in is St. in St. Kilda. Kilda. Yeah, see, very I different see. places. But look, it's a lovely little cinema. You can pour yourself a wine, although it was a bit early for me, so I didn't opt for that choice. As I said before, I did take the chop top, which I do tend to Vanilla. be a bit partial to. <laughs> Yeah, I did. So, yeah, I took myself off to the Northman, um, which was two hours and 17 minutes, so nearly two and a half hours with a, quite a lot of previews. Now, it was a tiny little cinema, which was just gorgeous. I think it had uh, – it was five rows uh, – sorry, it was – uh, 12 rows with five seats uh, along. So very small, very very quaint and uh, there was only a couple of other people in it so it was great. So, so let's have a listen to mm. the trainer and then let's get your review. This is the official trailer for The Northman. Now, behold. He's here. He's here. King, my lady, the king. Your fate is set, and you cannot escape it. How oh, I've missed you, my son. One day the 
father, my king. Good evening and welcome back to Radio Karen where you're listening to Girls on Film with myself and Carenza. And I do say evening because as we're broadcasting to you, I'm looking outside and it's getting very dark out there. It is getting a little chilly now, Kimmy. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, as I said, I went along and saw The Northman. Now, this one does star Willem Dafoe, Carenza. Oh, well, there you go, Kimmy. Good. Yeah, so it also stars Nicole Kidman, Alexander Skarsgård and... Ethan Hawke, so and also uh, Anya uh, Taylor Joy, who was from the Queen's Gambit. Do you remember her in the I Queen's loved Gambit? The yeah. Queen's Gambit. Did she play the lead role in that? She did, and uh, she plays a, a a strong role in this one too. Great. And and she was very good in this this film. So the film's from director Robert Eggers. So it's an action filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. I would think we can guess that from the trailer. I will avenge yeah. my father. I will avenge my mother. That's right. It's set in the Iron Age, so it's quite Graphic, barbaric. Is it? Yeah, yes. very much so. Look, this film was horribly violent, uh, and I had real trouble watching this film, Carenza. It was uh, it was basically just brutal slayings, rape, and pillage, and they were the main ingredients to this production. So, not really my cup of tea. And to be honest, I really didn't enjoy it at all. Um, and I really don't see the point of making such a, a violent film. It, it, it just I, I just don't see the point. And I'm, I'm quite surprised Kidman lent herself to this project. But maybe it was the possibility of working again with Alexander Skarsgård. As you said before, uh, they worked together on Big Little Lies, which um, but, but I was a great show. depicting a period in time. So how, you can't glamorise that kind of, I suppose, life, can you? If that's what life was well like then. No, look, absolutely, you're right. Um, and look, funnily enough, the story of uh, Amleth, which was um, uh, Alexander Skarsgård's, uh, Skarsgård, I should say, his role, um, was later inspired by Shakespeare's tragedy of the Danish prince Hamlet. So it's loosely based on on those um, writings okay. um, of Amleth. So, uh, yeah, so funnily you say that because, you know, back then, uh, mm. the Viking days, Would back in Scandinavia, grim. yeah, Scotland, all of those places, yeah. you know, were, were really very, very dark. 
Um, so, yeah, look, uh, it wasn't Nicole Kidman's best acting film. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think – yeah, and, and like I said before, she played the mother, yes. which kind of didn't gel with me either. Um, look, it's got some good reviews, but it's also got some really bad ones as well. And look, Skarsgård was really good in the role. I won't take that away from him. And oh my God, you should see how ripped he is. He his body, uh, he he gives um, Chris Hemsworth a run for his money. Goodness gracious! Yeah, wow. So okay. A lot of you might remember him as Eric uh, yeah, in, in True, True Blood, Blood, and one of my all-time favourites. In fact, I might actually. Do well, we should do a blast from yeah, the past? Why don't you do a blast from I the will, past? Because I next love week. that series. Um, but. He's really buffed up since then and uh, he looks fantastic. But um, look, it, it takes place in what constitutes uh, modern Scotland, Ukraine, Iceland and Norway. But it was actually filmed in Iceland, Ireland and the UK. Just a little bit of trivia for you. Um, yeah, so... Uh, stars? Mm, look, I'm only going to give it two stars. Uh, okay. I'm going to only give the two stars for the acting because Willem Dafoe was... Minor, very minor role, but was very good in the role. And the others, apart from Kidman, who I really, really normally love, were really good. So I'm going to give it two for the acting only. The rest was just um, nonsense violence and, uh, yeah. Not your cup of tea. Not okay. at all. Not for two and a half hours. And you. <laughs> it's a long Spare time. me. <laughs> now, you picked, a, you picked a song as well. I did. And, and funnily enough, this is another classical um, score. So... Um, <laughs> I'm not going to. Once again. Fascinating. Because classical music doesn't quite seem to go with that storyline, or does it? Does it build the drama it's a and very, the ambience? Uh, yeah, it's a very Norwegian, uh, Icelandic classical store, uh, okay. score, and it's very dramatic. But on this occasion, I chose something a little bit dark for the film. Um, it's one of my favourite um, songs at the moment. One of my favourite tracks. Uh, it's an old song written by Simon and Garfunkel. I love However, Simon However, this version is not sung by them. It's actually sung by Disturbed. So I love this track and I hope you do too. This is The Sound of Silence and you are listening to Girls on Film here at your fantastic, awesome, totally amazing local Radio Karam. Hi everybody, this is Wit from Spiderbait. When I'm passing through Karam, aside from slowing down to 50 kilometres an hour, and reminisces about doing the Ill Race Road Rumba or the Watley Street Wiggle, I like to tune in to Radio Karen and get down with the good vibes. If you're down Karen way, just call Mitchell Tor. Or in Patterson Lakes, just call Mitchell Tor. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Tall. Buy a summer house, just call Mitchell Tall. Mitchell Tall. Real estate. Oh, yeah, real little real estate. estate. We want more. We've <laughs> <laughs> done it. One take. Welcome back. You are listening to Radio Caram and Girls on Film. And what a beautiful song that is, Ken. That is I such a it. fantastic version, so isn't powerful. it? Of the uh, Simon and Garfunkel classic there. Um, absolutely brilliant. Certainly is. And um, yeah, very moving, that version. It is. Well, look, we're going to finish off today's show with a review of The Voice, mm. the good old staple. So let's have a listen to uh, this season's uh, a, bit of a, a bit of a preview. You're broken down and tired. Singing means everything to me. I'd love to share my story and share my voice. To go from singing in my living room 
to stepping out onto the voice stage. That's got me sitting forward. I've never heard anything like that. This is what this show is about. They know they've witnessed something special. That's what you're waiting for on The Voice. You're waiting for that voice. Well, there you go, The Voice Australia. Now, Kim, we're up to season number 11, would you believe, here in Australia mm, of The I, Voice, which look, is incredible, isn't it? I can't believe it, absolutely. And I've watched it from the start. I've been totally hooked. Well, did you know that The Voice premiered, first of all, back on Channel 9 even in 2012 mm. and it moved to Channel 7 only in 2021. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, I and did. I said, this is season 11. Now, it's based on the the original, which is called The Voice of Holland mm-hmm. um, as a TV show. Now, obviously, what we have is a singing competition. But what's really interesting interesting is you can't actually get to see the people that are singing because you can imagine that you have four judges seated on chairs with your backs to the stage. So you're picking mm. purely, purely, purely on voice. Now, the winners go on to receive a recording contract with either Universal Music or EMI Australia and $100,000. It, it, it blows me away, Corinne, so that we get such sublime singers like the, the voice we've just heard and yet none of the winners have actually come forward and, and uh, been really successful. Well, they were in season one. This was fascinating. So when I was taking a look at the voice, season one saw, would you believe, 80% of the artists actually enter the charts. Really? It did. And uh, Carissa Eden well, won, well, that's right. she? Well, she, she won was, it. But she was really she good. she also made history mm. because she had eight singles in the charts. Really? And a number one singles and a number one album both on the aria charts as a result of that show which was quite incredible but you're right after that season it kind of didn't perhaps um go as well but um another interesting um um, piece of trivia for you too actually um the other most significant artist was um celia pavey do you know the name no no now do you know the pop name i didn't watch every series so Do do you know the pop name vera blue no well, Vera Blue um, has gone on to become really famous in, in Australia, mm-hmm. in Australian music. So, And is that her? Her single, Paper Cuts with rapper Illy, uh, went to number two on the ARIA chart and her album, Perennial, debuted at number six. But she's actually had 11 singles that have achieved either gold or platinum status wow. here in Australia. Well, there you go. So, so I stand um, corrected. You do. Now, look, they've changed it up for season four. So we've still got four judges. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, over different seasons, the judges change it. So I've changed. I miss Boy George. <laughs> well, look, they've had a lot of different um, judges over the years. So we've had Delta Goodrum, 
Joel Madden, yeah, Madden, Madden, both of them, Madden brothers, I yeah, think, were yeah. in at some stage. Seal and Keith Urban were the original yeah. judges. For our current season, it's Guy Sebastian, Rita Ora, Jess Mayboy, and again um, Keith Urban. But you're right; previous judges included Ricky Martin, yeah, great. Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I love Kylie. She was brilliant, she wasn't was. she? She was so good. And I don't know why she didn't stay on, but I also she's also she was a judge on the UK version yeah. along with Will I Am. Yeah. So they brought Kylie and Will I Am out. Yeah, he was wonderful. He was out for a few years actually. He was, and you're right, Benji as well as Joel Madden. Jessie J. Oh, that's right. She was my favourite along with Boy George and Kylie. Ronan Keating. Yeah. Joe Jonas, Kelly Rowland and your favourite Boy George. Well, as I said, this season it is Keith Urban, Jessica Mowboy, who I love, Guy Sebastian and Rita Ora. And we've changed it up again this season, so it's shorter. Mm. So Channel 7, they've bought the rights to it because it was declining. Um, I was quite surprised, though, that they didn't bring uh, Delta and Boy George along when they changed in 2021. Well, they've they've made some big changes this time. So in the blinds last year so the blinds are basically when your back is the, the judge's backs are to the singer which is why it's like the blind auditions mm. you can't see them you choose purely on voice last time you were allowed to have as many people as you like the numbers were unlimited mm-hmm. this time you were limited to only 12 people so they've mm-hmm. changed that and there's a new battle pass that's going to come into play this season too so okay. during the blinds yeah. each judge can actually play play a card to send one of their artists straight to the battle so they don't have oh. to go to the next stage wow it can be they can be quite ruthless those judges and get into they a few can, blues but you can only do that you can only do that once okay so the blocks are back of course so they yeah. can block each other and um callbacks which is something new so oh. they have to reduce after the blinds their 12 contestants down to six so they're actually only going to call six people back and then we've got the battles after that but we don't know yet what the battles are going to look like okay. um so obviously what's really interesting is i mean the great show 11 seasons you know it's a tried and tested format we're shaking it up a little bit a bit like the bachelor it's grown a bit weary needs something new but why i'm talking about it today is we have got a fantastic local young man uh lucky or lucky gill um he's a local boy and do you know that currently he is the favorite kim to actually go on and win the show with odds of two 2.75 for him to actually be the winner. He's the, got the shortest odds at the moment and the Australian wow. public are responding really, really well. He, currently so far now he is the favourite. Now he's a local PE teacher. Wow. I've spoken to a couple of people actually and they say that he has an incredible voice because he's been playing around the traps for a little while. He has. He has been indeed. Well, he was originally bound for the AFL and mm. they say, you know, he was a great footy player. He played on this very oval that we're he sitting over now. He did play on this very oval that we're sitting on there. But music won over for him. Now, actually on the show, he's had four chair turns and there's a bit mm. of scandal because um, – um, Guy really, Guy Sebastian really, really wanted this young man, uh, Lockie, um, to be on his team. And Rita used the blocking button. So scandal mm. and drama. She's blocked him. And uh, he eventually has chosen to join Rita Ora's team. So look, even if you're not a fan of The Voice, get in there and start watching it and supporting this local boy. Um, when I say boy, he's 24 years old. He's a young man. Mm. And also for uh, others, uh, Sheldon, you might remember Sheldon. Uh, he was on one of the seasons of The Voice. He's actually representing Australia in this year's Eurovision. How funny is that? I know. Australia in Eurovision, don't start me. Do not start me on that, Kim. So, so look, we are talking, you know, The Voice. Even if it's not something you've watched, get out there and watch it now. Kim, we present another show here on Radio Karen, which is It's My Life. So we will go after Lockie and get him on. And uh, once mm. the season's over, have a chat to him about his run on The Voice. But look, you know... I think you're either a fan of The Voice or you're not. And what I think I like is it's an opportunity for people who aspire to sing, who who want their voice to be heard, to get out mm-hmm. there and get on stage and, you know, to challenge themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, 
do we create brand new, you know, huge stars? I think, as we've said, you know, other than perhaps um, Carice Eden, who did really, really well, I don't think people have done perhaps as well. And from mm. this show, as they did from Australian Idol, which, of course, created right. Guy Sebastian, Jessica Malboy, both judges. It was Jessica An- Malboy? Yeah, Anthony Clear. That's right. So uh, some phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. people. And The X Factor as well created yeah. some... Uh, our very own Andrew Wishart from <laughs> a local boy from this Indeed, area who as well. we will get on to our other program as yeah. well. It's My Life, brilliant singer, songwriter and all-round artist. So look, we are going to play some song, a song by Lockie. And you're right, Kim, he actually has already released three singles prior to going on to The Voice. Um, so this is Belong by uh, Lockie Gilm. So um, as I said, get, on, get online and support this guy. So mm. look, The Voice, I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Um, I don't mind it. It's nice TV. It's enjoyable. Um, but I'm going to pump it up this time to four. I'm going to pump it up because we've got a local young mm. man. And, you know, here we are. We're at Radio Caram, all about local people and local stories. So everybody listening, let's get behind this awesome young man, Lockie Gill. And this is Belong, one of his singles. G'day everyone, I'm AC from Friday Night Frothies, also very involved in the sporting club. We're here today at the grand opening. Any opportunity I get, I'll be listening to Radio Carrum. If you're down Carrum way, just call Mitchell Tall. Or in Patterson Lakes, just call Mitchell Tall. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Tall. Buy a summer house. Just call Mitchell Tall, Mitchell Tall, 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 Real Estate. Oh yeah, real little real estate. We want more. We've done it. One take. There you go. Mitchell Tall, a fantastic sponsor there, um, real estate agents. Kim, we're coming to the end of our show. We've seen so many things this week that we've been chatting about. Already? I'm having too much so. fun to say goodbye. <laughs> I want to keep talking. It is time. It is time. So let's take a recap. Mm-hmm. So let's go back in time. So we started off with your review of the dog film. What was that called? The Power of the, the Dog. The Power of the and Dog, I which gave, is not about a dog. No, it's not. It's about a cowboy. Uh, I gave The Power of the Dog 3.5. As you didn't see it, I'm also going to match that to give that a... Uh, a seven? Yeah, seven. Seven out of ten. You can see that over on Netflix. So you that's can the uh, Western Oscar nominee movie. film. Yeah, uh, 12, 12 nominations. nominations. Go and see it. Like, even though I didn't give it a really high score, 3.5 is not too bad out of five. Uh, yeah, 3.5. Uh, however, uh, the acting was, was really, really great. So, yeah. really good. So, as I said as well, we went and saw Ursula Carson's It's Personal. Tickets mm-hmm. are still on sale. Highly, highly, highly recommended. That's one of our high scores yeah. today, Kim. Both gave it 4.5, which was the winner of the, uh, of this <coughs> week with a big so score of 9 out of 10. So, there are still tickets available at Bunjil Place on the uh, 3rd and 4th mm-hmm. or 5th of June. Anyway, yep. just go to the um, Ursula Carson's website, yep. UrsulaCarson.com, and go and buy your tickets uh, down the right. road at Bunjil Place. That's that's right. And I, I saw The Northman, which uh, I didn't like, and I gave it two stars. Uh, I don't recommend going to see this film unless you really like to see people being shredded to pieces. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be right out there because that's all it was about. Um, I'm going to match your uh, – you're going to match my score of two. So that's a four out of ten. Not a very good score. Not a big score. And we we're wrapping it up, of course, with The Voice mm-hmm. over on Channel 7 on again tonight at 7.30. Um, we gave it a good score. Score actually, we gave it a 
Well, you we gave I haven't it a, scored it yet. You gave ah, it a four. I gave it a four. What are you going to give it, Ken? Well, if can I just say I'm a little bit bummed off that our boy George is is no longer on it, and that Channel Seven took it over and um, piffed him and piffed him, piffed him and Delta, our beloved Delta Goodroom. So. I'm not going to give it a five star, which I would normally give it because it's one of my favourite shows on television. In fact, I I watch uh, between MasterChef and The Voice. I juggle them a bit and then go back to <laughs> to um, to what do you call it? Playback TV. What do you call yeah, it? That yeah. kind of thing. So um, I'm only going to give it four. I know it's still a high score, eight. Uh, but again, get behind it because we've got a great local young man there, mm. Lockie Gill, on that show. Oh, and look, I love this show. I, I look really. He's a favourite. He could go. He could go all the way, this young man. This kid, if you just listened to the single we just played, uh, what a voice, what an amazing voice. And look, front runner, as you said, he could win. He could win indeed. Well, look, you have been listening to Radio Caram Girls on film. It's been fantastic being in the studio again with you, Kim. Loved it. I love being uh, in the studio with you doing Girls on Film. So let's uh, talk about what are we going to do next week, Carenza? I don't know. I think you better go to your know, $10 special at the movies again, Kim. Find yeah, something. and I think uh, the Nicolas Cage. Oh, uh, I'd, say I'd, like, I'd like you to go and see that. I've enjoyed the trailers for that. Yeah, he's playing himself. That uh, looks very satirically of funny. Of, yes. uh, you know, his career. Good, yeah. Okay, I'm going to so challenge you. Go and see that one. Come back and I tell us. I'd that. like to know what that yeah. one's like. And do you know what? Um, there was another Oscar nominee which we've kind of missed along the way, a Spencer. Yes, we should come and we review that next week as well. We said we would review well. that. Let's go and review that. Who's in that with the from Twilight? No, uh, I can't. Christian. Think. Christian. Christian. No. Christian. Stuart. Stuart. Thank well you. Well done. <laughs> Gee, we're good. So yeah, I'm going to uh, watch that. I'm going to drag you along to watch that with me. All right, it sounds good. So we will see you same time, same place, five o'clock on Sundays. We'll see you again next week. Uh, I'm Carenza, and I've been joined by. Kim. The fabulous Kim. And uh, take care and stay safe. (laughs) 